What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Creative Culture. This your girl, D Woods. Rise and shine. It's your girl, Lady Life. And um, today's weekly vibe is just do it. Yes, I'm with it. So all week we've been kind of going through some, you know, happy moments and some very, ups and downs. Yes, yeah, very ups and downs. Ooh, thank God the new moon is this week. Yes. So I don't know if you watched the uh, U.S. Open Championship game last night. I did not watch it, but I caught the the uh, I guess the whatever media attention around it. Right. So, which is good, good and bad. Yeah. Right. Um, which I like. I said all week it's been very up and down. Right. Um, we kicked the week off with Colin Kaepernick headlining um, and signing the superstar deal with Nike. And people were burning their feet off and uh, <laughs> burning their houses down. Did you see that? Yes. And burning their houses down. Like, so, so we start with Nike and we kind of end with Nike because today right. is NFL Sunday. Right. Uh, First day. Uh, yeah. Uh, listen, NFL Sunday is going to be real strange uh, this year, I believe. Oh, yeah. I agree. So anyways, how was your week? My week was uh, pretty good. Tried to be tried to be productive. I got a couple of things accomplished, not as much as I wanted to, but hey, you know, you, you gotta up. celebrate those wins. Yeah, you you get up and you try again. It, that's what I I agree totally. Um, you, you did anything else before I say what I did? Uh, I'm really trying to think. I didn't catch any new new movies this week. Um, mm-hmm. I I caught I up with Power. I didn't go to any concerts. Uh, I just unplugged your cord. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kicked the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, distracted me. Everything is okay. still running according to it needs to run. Okay, good. Uh, my laptop is just no longer charging. It's <laughs> it's good. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really trying to think. Was there any special events? No, no special events. I had I I was uh my plan was to go to this uh, Mirakami uh, exhibit in mm, Fort Worth. Okay, but the tsunami came and I was just like I ain't I I'm not going nowhere. That's dope. I don't know if I would drive all the way to Fort Worth, but. I mean, I, that's something I would be interested in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you said drive all the way to Fort Worth, like we talking about going to Houston. It's like a, it's like an hour and a half or two hours. It's not that far. I mean, it feels like an that hour far. in bad traffic. I live up north. Okay, okay. it's still <laughs> the worst is an hour. Like, right. Um, for me though, I went to um. Friday night, I went to the oh, Friday night lights po- poetry thing, which was pretty dope. Um, seeing, you know, artists get up there and not even they they had um, someone just go up there and just talk to us, which was interesting. You know, when people tell their side of a story, it's always uh, funny. Mm. <laughs> so we need to talk. Okay. Okay. What is or why is there? still a double standard in pretty much everything we do double standard you mean i gender, mean racial, i mean gender racial all the above uh, all the above is because the people who it's about who makes the rules mm-hmm. okay so in any situation when you are the majority mm-hmm. everything goes in your favor Agreed. it's unfortunate when you find yourself on the side of being a minority whether and, and it could go either way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Men can get out rule when you got a bunch of women around. Of course. Um, I agree. And, you know, because we, we think about minority and majority mm-hmm. um, 
really usually in one place. We all often we often put people of color in the minority or women in the minority. So it's just like white male always seems to dominate. But there are situations where white males don't dominate. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, it just really depends on who makes the rules. And then that's when you come up with the double standard. There'd be double standards in your own household. Because your mama can tell you, like, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And then you turn around, but you don't keep your room clean. Okay, well, listen, I'm the mama. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I ask you to do. You True. do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. So I heard that a lot growing up. I agree. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, that that's really what that's it boils down raised. to. It depends on who makes the rules. So who made the rules? What where do we really question it today? So because we just never have a male counterpart to give their side of the story, and when we do, we allow them to say whatever <laughs> they want to say. Right. Um, and we don't have to agree, but we can leave here acknowledging and respecting one another well yesterday as some of you may know um serena you know not only was getting beat and i like naomi was playing she was playing naomi ozaka uh for the championship game in the u.s open uh-huh. uh she was playing well right she had won the first set and they was on the second set and she had came back and like everything just started to crumble right after that mm. um she came back it was three three and on the th- I think it was the uh, the the second the fifth set of okay. the whole I mean the fifth game of the whole set yes um I don't know if anybody knows about tennis but let me get to you, the point you educate oh, okay yeah so anyways um the ref called a coaching violation on Serena well on the coach right but it affects you know, Serena it affects Serena right and that's a, a point against her right? right so then the second time. According to the rules, and, you know, she's been fined before, Mm -hmm. breaking a racket. She broke a racket after that. And then the third, the final straw was when she. Is that unsportsmanlike conduct? uh, Yeah, essentially in tennis, Mm -hmm. anything. Wearing a cat suit. And I pay for it. Wearing a cat suit is unsportsmanlike conduct. So so then the third straw was her continuously going. it just evolved. Watching it live was like, I see her frustration when they took a break, when she broke her racket. Yeah. She was like, I need, you have to make an apology. Why are you talking to me? She was like, don't talk to me. If you're not going to make an apology, don't talk to me. That's what she told the umpire. Yes. And Got then it. she was like, um, she was like, you're a thief. You stole a point. Cause you, so basically it's, it was like love, love, mm-hmm. but because she broke her racket, it was 15 love. Mm. So, which is 15 zero for all my people who don't play tennis. Right. Um, so then, it just unfolded and she like she called the the actual judges out there and she was like i know y'all can't she said i know y'all can't do anything about this but this is not fair mm. i called she called him a thief for stealing a essentially uh, a point away right. and then he took a game away mm. so now the game is 4-3 or was it 5-3 it was 5-3 because the because the fourth game she was so frustrated that's when she broke her racket Got she it. was up she, I think she lost 40 love. Okay, so. It was just unfolding, and the double standard that she was trying to uh, bring to the table was that men have called these umps or these referees god-awful things, right? And and she called him a thief. And, and that was the and he, yeah, straw that, that broke that the was, back? Exactly. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's about emotional IQ like mm-hmm. you know what I mean and Serena yeah we can we can call double standards and all that mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's kind of like you got to um so um, 
it, it, I just watched the the as much as I could of Grand Hustle mm-hmm. over the weekend, and one of the things that happened is same thing. Female got super emotional, and it mm-hmm. took her out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really like messed her up to where she couldn't perform and do what she needed to do because she was too busy worried about this other person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same thing. Like you can't allow anybody to have that much control mm-hmm. over your emotions mm-hmm. to where now your excuse for your quote unquote poor performance mm-hmm. and I, I mean I know that sounds harsh mm-hmm. is oh well because this that and the third and it has to do with the other person versus yeah you did that but that's okay I'm gonna keep a cool head and mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back you know what I mean right. so she had to know that breaking a racket wasn't gonna be wasn't gonna go over I, in her favor I think in my personal opinion now I you feel like you should be, be able to break your racket you, if you pay for it but whatever right. like, you you had you had to watch it unfold yeah. like it's different when you see a highlight Got versus it. when you watch the whole thing Got because it. me seeing it unfold it was like she was all in, in all right like yeah. maybe we know that refs and all of that are not going to apologize no. but but she was like judging my character mm. you're not she was like I'm out here you know fighting for women's rights and you're going to just you're going to just tell the whole crowd that, and she's always had problems at the U.S. Open, which okay. is one thing. Okay. So who knows if she'll actually go back. Mm. Um, and that's not good for the so U.S. Open. So I guess Open. my question is, where is the judgment of character? So I guess him, him um, just assuming that she was taking signals from her coach. Got it. So assuming that's where it started. And she was like, okay. I'd rather lose yeah, than, than cheat. to cheat. Yeah. 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 So which makes sense. Like, like and, I ain't got to cheat, bro. Like, exactly. Cool it. And well, I heard that the coach admitted he was making signals, but he didn't think that she was paying any attention. Well, which he, is, which he said, well, every coach makes sense. Like everybody in the tennis community knows that coaches make signals, regardless if they take the cues or see the cues or whatever. That's why they have those rules in yeah, place. I, but I feel like even if I. OK, so another thing I got to watch the shop. Right. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's the same thing as when LeBron got like so enthralled in the game that he started like trying to coach and stuff from the sidelines, even though that's not his responsibility. Right. I feel like anybody can get that much, uh, like I said, enthralled into the situation. Mm-hmm. Like he probably was making cues, but based off of what he th- felt she could be doing, but she's too busy playing the game exactly. to be actually like, Taking I mean, coach. this ain't basketball, and she's never, this ain't football. Never like, called. So you can, you're allowed to call your coach. Yeah. On on the court. Oh, okay. She's never, she's never called him. Nor so what, Venus. So what? So would like, make you what think are you, that it, She needs him. On, yeah, got it. She's learned. She's came back before. Yeah. She was up three zero. Okay. It went three two, and that in that second that second game, well, the second game that Naomi won in a row, that's when he he is he gave her the point, the mm. dish. So I, I just feel like the double standard sits at why can men say and these outrageous things especially on this just tennis court platform like i told you it depends on who makes the rules it is true that it's and at that point the umpire is the authority so exactly. it's whatever he deems necessary mm-hmm. and which is you can't take it back tough right like, exactly yeah. anyway uh this record is gmo got my own by maya featuring tink we're gonna let this record ride and we'll be back y'all with more creative culture
was the king of swing uh new jack swing that is uh actually that's case featuring teddy riley and tank um kind of got me in the you know step to the left step to the right <laughs> that sound about right yeah that sound about right. yeah but uh whack a wavy um if I, you know are you biased when you put this these songs together though no okay. not at all okay cool uh not at all so make love I, you know, for the old school vibe, I think it's a great comeback for Case. Uh-huh. Um, I'll say Wavy, considering the artist. Does that make sense? Yes, I agree yeah. with you. If we're, we're, but we're basing this off of just the record. Just the record. Yeah. Mm. That's what Whack or Wavy is. It's like yeah. is this record a so, hit? Okay, you wait. What, I need to clarify what something. Used to do? Yeah. No, I need to clarify. <laughs> so, oh yeah, a dollar. A do- yeah. No, I'm not spending my last dollar on this record. Nope. It's what? Okay. Uh, what about I? I think Wavy for GMO. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, like I like it. it. Everybody, welcome to Beyond the Lens, um, where we just discuss everything about film and yeah, film, television, web series, whatever. Whatever and, you and tell we, us, we want to we watch that. And shit. we dive right into it. I right. mean, because at this point, we understand that uh, art imitates life, and mm-hmm. life imitates art. So most mm-hmm. of the things that we consume have a a hidden agenda. Not necessarily a bad right. hidden agenda, but you know, there's messages in the in the in the scripts so first in 
Bobby Brown story. I mean, that's part of the reason why this record was on there. Teddy Riley uh, was a big influence for right. uh, Bobby's one of Bobby's biggest records, mm-hmm. uh, My Prerogative. Right, exactly, which um, was very interesting in you know seeing it visually absolutely. versus if that's how it went down. You know, yeah. if he went to the hood and like. Speaking of how it went down, right? I've been questioning since I watched it. And I feel like it was pretty authentic, but I wanted your take on it. Because I feel like at this point, there's no reason for Bobby to lie. Now, That's granted, what I said. <laughs> anybody who could corroborate his story, uh, they've all passed. So you could pretty much say whatever you want to about right. Whitney, about Bobby Christina, you know, about. Because, right. yeah, unfortunately, everybody in his life seemed to have uh, passed away. But right. Except for his brother, who was his manager. Mm. So it's a valid to me, that's a valid point, and he can validate the events because he was very much involved. Yeah. So. I think the other piece of it was that seeing it from his standpoint, because you never know what's going on behind closed doors mm-hmm. inside a person's home. Mm-hmm. Now, watching the Whitney documentary, her brothers had already said, yo, we're the one. First of all, they got Whitney on the white girl right and then whitney got bobby on it right they said that and they said they used to smoke and do all kind of drugs and do rings around bobby that he couldn't keep up so i think that's already giving a lead in to what we saw in unfold in the bobby brown story right um and bobby's always said like you know i wasn't i wasn't on drugs prior to whitney or whatever and he may have smoked did whatever he did right um the film itself, I think it's, you know, you give you get Whitney's side. You have so many sides of Whitney. And you have, throughout their whole marriage, it's been all about Whitney, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was taking care of him. Let's just be real. But we've never got Bobby's side. We've just only heard what he said. And he just was more out there as the bad boy. Right. So, and he was always getting arrested. That is true. Um, I think that this is a great tale because there's her side, his side, and then there's the truth as always. So why can't this man after 20 years tell his story? First of all, like the Bobby Brown show, this from the Bobby Brown show to watch or keeping up. I don't know. Keeping up with the Browns Mm -hmm. (laughs) to, um, to this movie. I think it was like a great, like, I was more interested in the Bobby story because we already knew the kind of downfall of Whitney. Yes. So this film to me, I give it wavy for sure. Um, I was tuned in and there was a lot of things that I think maybe because I saw a bunch of interviews that Bobby never remembered like what he was in or like whatever, because he was just so high on drugs. They was like, no, I wasn't in that. And just very much being combative with other people. And like, like, no, we got photos of you in this. Like this is the clothes you wore. Right. So I think him being involved and I think Woody and Gabrielle, they did a phenomenal job. And you know, it's crazy. Shout out to Gabrielle. Exactly. Even though she didn't look like her, the mannerisms was down pat. She did the scene, the funeral. His mother's funeral. Right. I was just like, snap. Did you did you go and, and meditate and levitate and call Whitney like back to earth to Wait, did you wait was it televised? Mm-hmm. Was it televised? With the funeral? Yeah. I don't I doubt it. Oh, how did you know that how she... No, you could see... I'm oh. talking about the way she did stuff. She looked just like yeah. how Whitney did when she sings. Yeah, exactly. Like That's that's agreed. Yeah. Um, it was It was a great mini series um it was as good as the new edition story yes and though the 
I, I did see on Twitter that there was no real storyline. It was just like clips of his life, mm-hmm. which if you look at it that way, yeah, that's all it was. It was just a bunch of clips of like events that happened that's throughout all his that life. That's matters. Everybody's right. life so, is a series of events. I think with the new edition story, though, there was just a lot that we didn't know that went on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I think with Bobby and Whitney and just like, or just Bobby in general, like that was just a very... Like, we knew kind of all of the little clips of, like, how everything transpired, right? right. So, I think for us, it was, there was no story because we knew the story. We just so wanted we to thought, visually see it. So, we thought we knew the story. Here's the thing, and this is, I think, like, there are so many different key pieces because a lot of times we'll take clips, so mm-hmm. to speak, of news headlines, of media, of conversations that, you know, other people have and not have an informed um, decision or perspective on something Agreed. and I think it was um, one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that Bobby and Whitney weren't even together when Whitney passed but yet everybody wanted to blame him for for that situation right. they hadn't been together and, for years and and as well as for his daughter and right. it's just like yo this man was pretty much like isolated from all of that and mm-hmm. trying to get his life together and moving on and all right. of that so to turn around and like whatever Whitney did from the time that they separated up until that point mm-hmm. she's pretty much on her own and mm-hmm. the fact that she chose like she oh man the the quote or the key line was you can take the girl out of newark but you can't take the hood out of the girl and for whitney to be like america's princess so to speak um and have all that stuff going on in the background i was just like yo this is crazy it it was i think for a lot of people though on a lighter note uh everybody was shocked about uh robin i, um, I wasn't you know, because i watched yeah, the whitney I documentary exactly and i wasn't gonna tell y'all and and that, and we we talked about this, but yeah. I was having a conversation with someone, and I was like, "Yeah." And if you ask the older de- generation, they know like Robin was always around. She's just like what uh, Gail is to Oprah, mm. quote unquote. So <laughs> we're just I'm gonna just, leave that right there. I'm just saying. So, oh, uh, Whitney had her Robin. Yeah, and um, seems like Robin was around a lot. Mm. I mean, even if she's your personal assistant, and like. Whitney was at her top of the game because she had somebody who was, you know, there. Um, For Bobby, though, I didn't know that he, like, he was the one that was very persistent on getting off of drugs. Yes. That's what I didn't know. I didn't know, like, he went to jail, he got clean, and then, like, he wanted to be clean. Um, Although, of course, Twitter has its ways of, like, seeing him say seven years and then seven months in the same year. So, like... I don't I don't know and I'm okay with people relapsing. Like it's it's going to take a few relapses to come to Yeah, I think we got to be we got to be honest about like, first right. of all, expectations people. Uh, That's a key word for me. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep hearing that from me. Like our expectations for how things are supposed to happen. It's like who gets to be the judge, you know, at the right. end of the day on how anything is supposed to go down. Exactly. So Everybody got their life to live. Everybody makes their decisions. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their own consequences to live after mm-hmm. they made those decisions. That's the bottom line. Part two was hard for me to watch, though. Like, seeing back to back to back to back. Poor decisions. No. Uh-oh. Of death. Like, yeah. mom, dad, uh, yeah. Yeah, Whitney. Yeah. Bobby. Her, like, the hardest one was the last one. Like, your parents live their lives, right? right. Your parents expect to not bury... You to right. bury them, not you to not them to bury you. Right. So 
you, you know, you had left your wife and you ended up marrying in the same year, which is crazy to me. But, hey, you know, we all got to move on. And if he felt as though he was going to move. wasn't in the same year. They got in. According to according to when he was having a conversation with Bobby Christina, she, it was all in the same year. He was like, yeah, I know it was the same year as your mom's passing. That's oh, why she didn't attend I thought their you wedding. Meant leaving, uh, I thought you meant like from them being divorced and, and him getting married was in the same year. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Like her Whitney passing and yeah. then him getting married. Yeah. And then two years later, Bobby Christina died. So yeah. um, I just think it, like it was a lot of pain. And even Gabrielle and Woody, Woody, they, neither one of them watched this part two. Yeah, I um, I I feel like if the if if he was gonna relapse, that would have been a, a the time that I personally would have been like, you know what? You you got it, bro. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I I I think I I think you need it, and and I think that people don't realize like these these four people that he was most closest to right. passed away, and he was an emotional type person anyway. Right, but you know what? He never, he never in those those what six years of death for him. He, I didn't hear any anything about Bobby like doing crazy shit. Was it six years? I feel like all that stuff was like. Actually, no. It must have. I'm, like I'm two thinking. Years. Yeah, two years. No, two. It was. Mm. It was. It was his mom and his, his mom dad in year. the same year. No, his no, no, dad no. and Whitney in the same year. His, his mom. Yeah, his mom was one year. The mm. next year was his dad and yeah. Whitney, and then right two years. Yeah, and then Bobby. So was that so, yeah. four? Three to four. Three to four years. Short That's still of time, like. Man. But I did you hear anything? Did you no. nothing in the tabloids no. in the news? The second wife got him right. I I agree. I do agree. You know, um, she was always system. around. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Hey, like I saw it on uh, Twitter. That's why they. I don't believe that that she's your friend. Mm. Uh oh. <laughs> that that she your friend. She gotta go out the window. But for real, um, I think the Bobby Brown story was uh very a very well told story from Bobby's perspective great i mean i said great i meant right <laughs> um so yeah the bobby brown story if you haven't watched it you should watch it i mean it's as far as uh filmmaking goes it was great um shout out to bet they get to do all the biopics now oh absolutely because the stuff that they were doing on especially no our biopics right. i don't care yeah. what 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 lifetime they do. and yeah i don't just all of our biopics BET and VH1, y'all got it. Agreed. Um, this is Time, La Voice, local artist from Dallas. We're gonna let this record ride, and we'll be back, y'all, with more creative culture. Wanna talk about it? Come over tonight. Yeah. You can be the guy, I can be your light. I can feel it, I can feel it. We gon' be alright. Yeah. If we gon' do it, I don't wanna fight. Baby, we both gotta feel that the future bright. Yeah. I don't have a problem claiming what's mine. As long as you promise you not to waste my time. Why won't you? I can't let no one else have you. Or is it that nobody make me feel like you do? Does it get better than this? Oh no, is another gon' kiss like we kiss? I don't think so, cause you're taking a chance You're holding my hand for this last dance, for real But you go with the flow, cause the time moves slow But you can't let go, for real So what am I supposed to do? 
was a uh, prone Maseko from the album Lady Lady. Mm-hmm. Pretty dope album, if I must say myself. Um, but Tom Lavoice, Wacka Wavy. Wavy, I like that. I like that track from okay. the snippet that I heard. I think it's something that I can vibe to for sure. Wavy. Nice. Uh, prone Maseko. Uh, wavy. All right. Definitely wavy. I think that his well, let's get to it. Yeah, well, well, now in rotation. Now in rotation, everyone. Uh, we did not mention at the beginning of the show that Young Dro uh, had prior obligations, so we had to go in ahead and record the, the podcast. Um, but she will be back. Just for anybody that is waiting on her or not waiting on her, just wanted to mention <laughs> that we just didn't just she just didn't vanish today. <laughs> nah, she didn't get she didn't get fired. Right. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Um, she didn't quit. Uh, yeah, good. yeah, she's here. So now in rotation. Um, since we since we introed with, um, well, before I go, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Yes. That was uh you know moment he of probably, silence. right moment of silence. Here we go. And we back. And we are back. So he passed away at the age of 26 due to apparent drug overdose. And it's just crazy going from watching the Bobby Brown story to, you know, then Mac yeah. Miller. It was it was like, it, look what drugs can do, guys. Well, not let's let's not even just drugs. Uh-huh. Let's go deeper and talk about again one of the things that I feel like gets swept under the rug so much, which is the mental health, Agreed. our own mental health, and it's not about mental health like. You having to be diagnosed as being quote unquote crazy mm-hmm. or bipolar or whatever. We all go through situations, right? Mm-hmm. We all have some level of anxiety or depression that we deal with. Mm-hmm. Some people it hits harder than others. And there has to be some kind of, um, uh, it just needs to be a conversation. There needs to be a dialogue. So people feel more comfortable about opening up. I feel like about their feelings or whatever the hell it is they're doing mm-hmm. um, or going through or whatever the case may be so that, if it does fall too deep, someone's able to recognize and get you help before it gets too far. Agreed. Um, um, yeah, I do. I yeah. do feel. <laughs> I do feel as though that mental health is, is. I, I think we're getting better and we're becoming more aware of it. Right. So, um, just 
you know, rest in peace to him because, I mean, I'm 27 and, like, it's it's just, like, daunting to know that that, you, you know, I, he didn't plan to die. So, yeah. like, he thought he was just trying to hit a new high. And that's, and I'm not saying, I don't know that's what he went to mm-hmm. do that for, mm-hmm. but I don't think he planned to die. <laughs> that's just my thing. Um, but Lady Lady Masego. Am I saying his name right? Lady. Um, that album was fire. Yeah. Now I don't give it Brent Fias fire, but oh, I definitely sh- give it. Um, Are we really comparing them to Brent Fias? No, I'm just saying, like for me, like I'm a big Brent fan. Okay. So I think this was like second to my Brent mm. because I I just didn't expect it to come out. I don't follow him like that. Uh, I heard his. Um, we have played a few of his singles. Yes. On the show. Yes, and I heard the album. I mean, I heard the singles. Right. And. I love his voice, mm-hmm. but I just thought this project collectively was very well done. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um, it wasn't something I was necessarily waiting for. Exactly. At least I didn't know I was waiting for it. But mm-hmm. once I heard it, I was like, yo, this is this is pretty dope. Um, I Yeah, I give it two thumbs up. You know what you I mean? You can, like, meditate to that. I can do a whole lot of things to that, this, uh, this project. Okay, lady. No, I mean, like... <laughs> It, it's just it's real it's the vibes is right. like i can just turn it on if i'm for multiple yeah. reasons i can ride in the car with it yes i don't have a problem with that i won't fall asleep nope um i can clean up my house yep you know what i mean a seat I can, at the table i i can i can turn it on if i'm you know in the process of like doing some coding or working or whatever studying uh-huh. right it's just like it 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 flows through your day it, it flows it's like yeah it's like that background music if you was going through it yeah. yes and i think that's why it's so well done because you can be in a lot of environments and listen to this Absolutely. record uh, or this uh, collection project. Um, it was really dope. What do you have a favorite song on there? Uh, this I'm was one of them. Let me, s- I got to go back and look at the, the, the uh, list. Um, old age. That was the first record. No, it oh. silk. Well, silk is the first record, but, um, old age, Masego and us and sir. It's with sir. Yeah. Uh, I like that one. It was just where the lady in the beginning, she was just like, don't. She slapped her ass, apparently. And he was like, he was like, I got a child. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. That was just a random part in the, in the, in before, at the beginning of the song. Yeah. I like, I, okay. You got your, give me your top three and I'll give you my top three. Ooh. I have to go back and like really listen because I don't know the names. Cause I'm, okay. Queen thing, Tinks. Queen, Queen Tinks. Queen With, Tings uh, Tiffany Gaucher. and um, Lady No Twenty Four Hour Relationship. Mm, okay, Twenty Four Hour Relationship. I like uh, I had a vision. Mm-hmm. I liked Lavish Lullaby. Mm-hmm. I liked this record we just played. What was the name of this record? Uh, prone. 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 And uh, well, this all came out prior to, but Lady Lady and Tada, we've we've we played both of those records before yes. on the show. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I can't even listen to those records. I literally skipped those two. Yeah. Just because it was played a lot, I think. Yeah, I guess if it made if it made your own personal playlist, then yeah, it probably did get played a no, lot. No, it made, I listened to Apple Music R&B. It made the playlist consistently. Of R&B, <laughs> Apple Music. So I was like over that shit. Um, but the album is dope. Everybody, if you haven't checked it out, actually the reason I listened to it is because of one of our listeners. Shout out to you, Mia, because... That's the only reason I would have even known to go listen to Masego's project. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely on my radar. 
Really? I, I mean, didn't even know he was dropping a project. Based on, at, Well, that's what I said. Based mm-hmm. off of my preferences, mm-hmm. it immediately popped up like, yo, you want to listen to this. Oh, I forgot. Wait, is this Tidal or Spotify? Spotify. Oh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't well, do spo- Spotify. Okay. Um, um, okay. Moving, moving to the next record. What you got? I love it. Kanye Weston. Uh, <laughs> little pump. I love it. I love it. I yeah. do. It's a, I, it's yeah. like Fifi to me. It really is. I don't know about all that. I like um, Fifi. Fifi is a dope track. I mean, you ain't gotta like. If we just take everything out and listen to the record, I think Fifi and and I love it is pretty much. It's literally on the top hip hop. I'm gonna be honest with you. What? I was not expecting to enjoy anything that said little pump. pump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just. But because you got my big brother Kanye on, right. then I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. Because I don't believe that Kanye just rocks with just any old body. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I, I, I like it. I mean, and when we're talking just like just from the standpoint of music, mm-hmm. um, even because it's not a whole lot of lyricism no, to not. it. Um, but I think the visuals right. added another layer of appreciation because mm-hmm. it was just like at first I was like, what in the world? <laughs> What is like you know just seeing the the uh, the snapshot? Mm-hmm. I was like, what do they have on? Like, what is this? I thought of uh, this game. One of my friends, her son used to play. Like, where you just continue building with these. Oh, Tetris. No, it's, oh. it's bl- but it's blocks. But oh. they're like I don't know. Everything is block shaped <laughs> in this particular game, and it just never made any sense to me. And he would spend hours on end creating these little worlds uh-huh. and building forts. Oh. And, what you talking uh, about just oh i can't think of it now uh, yes i know what you're talking but about. it was Anderson. the craze before Fortnite, basically mm-hmm. for, for yeah. you yeah and i was just like what is this mess um but it wasn't even i didn't care i could care less about the the costumes after i watched it uh it actually was based off a video game mm-hmm. i found out later but um but not the one i thought um it I, I like that he wore his sandals. I mean, his oh, slippers, yeah. his what, whatever you want to call them. I, right. I don't know. They're puffy. They yeah. could just be easy I slides. also saw the, the, the Donda chain. The Donda chain. Yeah. yeah, he had to put made that. And this is after, which we haven't, we didn't speak about, um, was he apolo- him apologizing for his, um, We di- I don't think we talked about that, right? We didn't. Um, him apologizing for his, um, ha- let me state this correctly. He apologized for how it made people feel. Absolutely. That is exactly what he said. Yeah, because um, he wasn't. He felt like he wasn't being considerate of how people would receive what he had to say. Agreed. Um, so and I think that's all that, that really matters. Right. You don't exactly. Have to back you have off to, what you said. Right. Exactly. I agree. I agree with that. If you said it and you meant it, mean it, but you may have not meant to offend other people exactly. by saying it. Exactly. And I, I, I see where you came from. So, um, I knew he would come around, but I didn't know when. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I think people had to give him an opportunity to come around. Exactly, Everybody especially if he's a diagnosed bipolar man. Yeah, like we just like wash away the the whole mental health thing. But anyways, I love it. It, it and congratulations to Easy because he is now the creative director for Pornhub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we did not play the record because the record was for the the, yeah. the Pornhub Awards. Yeah. So it was a little <laughs> it was a bit much for this particular platform. Um now for my personal ears, I was like, I think it was cool. a hit. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I was jamming it on my way here. <laughs> You're such a yeah. hoe. I love it. <laughs> I'm you know, I'm being mindful of uh, our listeners who don't like cuss words. Right. Um 
yeah so that's what we'll say about that uh other records came out ti dropped two yes singles hefe and wraith and wraith i think those are hits meek mill for them too yo Gotti. oh my god before we get out of now in rotation let's mm. just acknowledge that drake and meek mill officially ended the beef for oh, the public they kissed and made up. uh yeah at drake's concert in boston last night nice um and everybody's been posting about it because they felt like they was the middle of lebron and kevin hart and whatever mm. i just feel as though like it was much needed because obviously drake is beefing with other people well, my <laughs> thing is it's like rap beef or mm-hmm. music beef or mm-hmm. beef within your industry ain't real beef so right. before this gets too far let's just discuss like hey yo you know we did this based off of being competitive yeah you know in in our industry Uh uh-huh i think that that's important for people to understand and not like to start you know because people just pull out and start talking about a a team drake or team you know meek and it's like it ain't that deep it's really not that deep it ain't that deep for them so it shouldn't be that deep for the public right so thank you for being responsible enough you know what i mean to to acknowledge it as men and that was that was appreciated for both of them to do that especially i think it was the support of drake um while meek mills was down and out uh but in rotation i think for me that's all i've been listening to is i love it yeah and uh, and masego i like his album yeah and brent of course i i play him okay when i just need something yeah i've uh we're gonna let this record come through. This is uh, T.I., mm-hmm. Yo Gotti, Ray. And uh, we'll be back with more creative culture. Anything else you wanna say, dude? Oh, On no, we'll rotation? be back with more creative culture. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Problem nigga, go to war about it. <laughs> Have a problem understanding your logic. Man, for 400, take your honey into a London and some more money. Don't believe it, well, you a dummy. Ain't no pun intended. Military guns in the mansion, ain't no running in it. A rubber when I fuck that bitch, it ain't no coming in it. Send my first album, I been serious, ain't no funny, Benny. Bitch, ain't no funny, Benny. No weapon, give me your prosper. But it's welcome to form new from the day I was born. I perform in the form, ringing bells and blowing horn with my name called. I'm just a self-made nigga and a rave dog. I just work balls in the rave, broad in the way, and I wanna I'ma take my shot. Pray to God if it all in the day, and the daughter with the paper, fuck her hit it to the day I die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what them bitches say, for what them niggas doing. For you were getting going, I was getting drunk. Yeah, I just wanna ball in the
already want the products cause I plan in advance. It's niggas like me that do not leave that a chance. Look, home for the fans. I run with three bitches like hyphen. When I let the nigga hit the skins, not likely. Baby, I ain't anybody, number kind pricey. Nigga, nigga, stop me, what a chance is kind dicey. Through this motherfucker since I got a ticket, headshots. Dead nigga play the song next to my bed now. Every time I drop another hit, I'm watching his drop. When I play a records, I'm the only one that can't but that. Man, listen, I thought about it. I was like, it's probably overkill. So we ain't going to do too much T.I. But T.I. is definitely in my top five rappers. Interesting. Yeah. What is your top? You know what? No, we're Keys to Life. I would just, to life. With, if y'all want to know what Lady's top five is, we're going to ask her to get this top five <laughs> and have a basis as to why she likes those top five people. Okay. And then we'll talk about it next podcast. All right. I can do that. All right. I don't have no problem with that. All right, bet. Um, Keys to Life. Keys to Life. Tell us the key. L-Y-F-E, living your fullest every day. So keys to live your fullest every day. And since we're speaking of Mm -hmm. T.I., like I said, I was watching Grand Hustle over the weekend. And uh, there was a particular episode that really um, stuck out to me. Um, It's actually a lot of good lessons. I mean, as far as if anybody out there, which I feel like a lot of our listeners are, um, either approaching entrepreneurship, just starting, you know what I mean, or Mm -hmm. contemplating it anyway. and so I feel like Grand Hustle is a definitely a good thing you would want to watch. It's uh, our version of The Apprentice, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but essentially, there was a, a episode, No Days Off. And what happened was is that, um, and I'm not going to give too much, but basically, uh, T.I. told the group, we're going to take an off day, we're going to relax, we're going to have food, we're going to have drinks, we're going to have some people over, everybody have a good time. The problem is, is that, what some people didn't understand that as a hustler, because essentially, I mean, it's all about the grand hustle, mm-hmm. right? As a hustler, you really don't have days off. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people allowed themselves to kind of get distracted, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and there were multiple, I guess, there's multiple lessons to be learned from the no days off. Mm-hmm. One is, is that, you know, if that is your chosen path, you know what I mean? Of how you're going to generate income or revenue. There really is no days off. You got to wake up every day um, with your mind on the money um, and on how you're going to get to it. The other piece is, is that once you are building a brand, essentially, mm-hmm. I know everybody's like real big into, you know, personal branding and all that kind of stuff these days. There's no days off for that either. So you want to consider your character. If you were going to be a role in a in a movie or whatever the case may be, who, what is your character? You know what I mean? What's your motivation? And that's how you live every day. Um, some of these people allow themselves to get out of character. Mm-hmm. The problem is the cameras are always on. And whether there are literal cameras always on, somebody's always watching you. 
So you want to be you want to be able to present your best self at all times. Agreed. Um, and then, like I said, just just on the on the hustling tip, you know, um, there's always something to do. And it's funny because uh, I say this quite a bit or I have said this quite a bit, but I'd rather be busy than being broke. And a lot of times as a uh, self-employed person, that's just really your only two options. If I'm if I'm broke, you know what I mean? I don't have time to be bored. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of it. Like, it's always something to do. It's always something to build upon. It's always an opportunity to be more productive. Because I ain't got it all together. Mm-hmm. I'm be honest with you. Most of us don't. Um, and if you choose a life of entrepreneurship or whatever, a lot of times it is the thrill of the chase or that um, having that lofty goal, so to speak, that you that always keeps you going. So I think that's important, too. But give me you can give me your take on it, D. So, wait, I have a question. Yep. So you said you'd rather be broke. No. I'd rather be no, I'm busy sorry, you than broke. Busy than broke, but broke, people have enough no time? time. No, they, broke le- means I have no time to be bored. If I'm broke, I so should not like, be bored. So, like, if you're busy, you're not, you're not bored. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, I do, but I, yes, I. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> slow it down. This is what I'm gonna do. I'd rather be busy uh-huh. than be broke, mm-hmm. and I don't mean busy just like just doing stuff just to be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm broke, mm-hmm. I don't have time to be bored. I need to find something to do because, you know what I mean? Like, I can't sit around and be like, ooh, I'm bored. Well, right. you know, I mean, what, what, do you have everything that you want in life? Like, yeah. No, no, no. I get b- busy uh, than being broke part. I think it was the second part that confused me was when you was like, if I'm broke, then I shouldn't be bored. Is that like, uh, and you, I guess I, I was I was confused as to like who the demographic. I, maybe I was looking at it too deeply into like broke people as far as not being an entrepreneur broke or like I, that's where I was going oh. and I didn't understand because cause you were just talking about being an entrepreneur and you yes. rather be busy than being broke. So I was just confused yeah. essentially. I'm just um, saying it's always something to do. <laughs> it's, it's always ways well, to you know. right, but you can you can be busy and be broke. <laughs> That's possible. That is a thing. But that is a thing. I, I, but when it, but but the 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 reality of it is is that in most cases, mm-hmm. if I'm being busy in a productive way, mm-hmm. I'm generating some sort of income, or right. I'm getting to things that are going to generate income. Right. So, and that's so what I mean. So, like broke it, is for a time period. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, the no days off. I to- I do agree. I do agree that you, if. And when you're within your passion yes. and you, you're working, regardless if that's being an entrepreneur or not being an entrepreneur. I think that's the key part is working within your passion. Right. So if you're in your passion, then you know that there's no days off. You you exude everything that you're trying to get out of a certain situation. Right. So I think when you're going, when you have a day off, you really don't have a day off because you're allowing yourself to have thoughts and flow and you're working on yourself and you're like, right. so there's no, there's no real day off essentially. And people that go out of their way to have a day off to like, to escape from the wor- reality and world they're in, they're not in their passion. So that's the only like in-depth part. I would think that, um, that, to have no days off and to look at it that way is because you're 
you, you have a purpose and you're trying to you're fulfill in, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're flowing in your purpose, man. And right. you said exude. I'm saying like exhaust. Like you exhaust all your resources. You exhaust all your energy. Mm-hmm. You exhaust all your time, all your efforts mm-hmm. or whatever to continue that that chase, man. It's because it's like a never ending thing. You mm-hmm. have one goal. You and you don't just stop at that one goal. It's like, all right, I got th- you have like these small little checkpoints right mm-hmm. to get to an overarching goal or vision mm-hmm. and every little checkpoint is like it boosts your um uh your your drive mm-hmm. you know what i mean it gives you a lot more energy it should help you focus right. it should determine whether or not these next checkpoints are even you know realistic because a lot of times you can write a vision down and say okay I, in order to get there i'm gonna have to do this this mm-hmm. this and this there'll be something that comes along the way it's like oh i didn't know that maybe right. i need to alter this or maybe i need to adjust that but right. it's all in the in the pursuit right you know what i mean of that thing that um I don't know. It brings me a lot of joy, I must say. What, um, being in your purpose and passion? Yeah, or and, like and, and pursuing it. Like, mm-hmm. now, I'm not saying that there aren't stressful moments. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there are moments I have, you know, deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there are moments where I just really just want to lay in the bed. Right. Like, but the reality of it is, is that if I got my head on straight and I, I have to, like, I, I have to snap out of it. Right. Um, I think, I, so, the only thing of being in your purpose and passion, I think that you work towards it regardless. Yes. Like if you feel that you should be laying in bed, then lay in bed. Right. right? Um, I think we have this obligation and, and I go back to like wh- the whole time I've always talked about living your day, because if you live that day and you're like it, it happy at the end of the day, then you should, then that day is fulfilled essentially. And that I feel like, no matter what, being in your passion, if you want to go and meditate, if you want to just clear your mind, then do it. Like, do whatever at that moment feels good. Oh, yeah. And it, it and it's a hard thing sometimes for people to do is when they're scheduled, they're booked and busy. But, like, if you're in your passion and you're doing all the things you want to do, none of that should feel like work. So, like, right. there should be a replacement word for work because, I mean, I don't know what to call it other than you just doing what you got to do Hustling. because that's what you want to do. Hustling, man. It's, and it... I don't know. I th- I work has a negative connotation to me. You think so? I think it just resembles like chopping away at a fucking block. I think that 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 comes from something that we've been taught, you know, over time. Like you say the word work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you immediately think of a job. Mm-hmm. And most of us don't want a job. Mm-hmm. We want a career. Mm-hmm. We want a purpose. Right. We want to be fulfilled. Right. Jobs don't do that. Right. Um, but work, man, uh, you know, if you if you believe in just the, the law of the land, you mm-hmm. know, um, there is a scripture in the Bible that says the man that don't work, don't eat. We all got to get up and do something. I mean, right. we weren't here. We, you can't just like sit around and just not whatever. But right. Unless if, you have a trust fund, then I totally agree that you could do whatever you want. <laughs> you could, but you're still going to find something to do. Like. I'm I'm saying like you we don't if you had a trust fund you don't have to actually work to like fund things. Well, I'm saying it's yeah. it, it, even if it's not about the money, a lot of mm-hmm. times people find themselves volunteering. Mm-hmm. You know, for you find some kind of purpose or something that you're passionate mm-hmm. about, and then you give your time and your energy to that. Mm-hmm. That is what work is: giving time and energy. Now, whether or not you are excited about it, uh, you know, that's up to you right. in terms of what you decide to give your time and energy to. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. 
that's where we are with that. I say enjoy life. That is the key today is about enjoying life. I, I talked about no days off or whatever the case may be, but at the end of the day, you want to find your passion and you mm-hmm. want to enjoy it. So then you really don't feel like I need a day off or I need a vacation. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's fun to go and do things outside of the norm and not be quote unquote working all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't feel like it's just like, oh man, I you know, I just... I, I don't want people to be in a position where they feel like they hate life so much or hate whatever so much um, that taking a vacation is like this ultimate escape and then you dread coming back to reality. Yeah, I so I, I don't know. Now I feel like we could have had a whole topic on enjoying your life than no well, days off. Well, so I thought that I thought can, that we, we were talking about. We can do an extended version next week. Well, so well, mm, we might have something else. Um, I think. Well, I feel like after we talked, mm-hmm. I feel like that that was the key. The key to, to life is yeah. to enjoy life. Yeah. And in 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 enjoying it in your way. Yes. And and then there will be no days off. Right. Right. So I see how you you right. put those two things together. Yeah. Because no days off just means like you grinding all day. That's what and that's yeah. what we represent no days off. So like you're saying it as like no day well, I don't know if we're agreeing on the same <laughs> thing. I, I don't want to speak for you, but like for me, like I agree that enjoying your life and no days off is one and the same. Yes. But for others and a lot of people, no days off is actually grinding. Like always in head down driven essentially it you can spend time and energy without Mm -hmm. having to exert a lot of extra stuff because you can spend time and energy in your Mm -hmm. thoughts Mm -hmm. spend time and energy in meditation Mm -hmm. so again just continue to pursue your passion man that's really what we're here to encourage you to do live your fullest every day of course this your girl d woods and you can follow me at rashawn's underscore wave on ig and it's your girl Lady Life, uh, T H E L A D Y L Y F E on IG, as well as Spotify and other platforms. Mm-hmm. And uh, creative culture, y'all. The letter C, the letter R, the number eight, the letter V, culture. Life is what you make it. Dream, design, create it. And we'll see y'all next week. Or we out. You'll hear us next week. <laughs> <laughs> we will hear y'all. Right. Peace. Writing coders and animated like Quasimodo. Sipping soda and doing yoga to Marimoto. Dodging blue and white cobras trying to fill a quota. So I'm in my house with my niggas like this love Sosa. Jaguars driving Honda Accord. Stealing shit up out of stores that they couldn't afford. I done done a lot of shit that I couldn't record. And I done fought too many niggas that I couldn't ignore. Now I see in different colors like I'm Yo Gabba Gabba. Rhymes on a nigga like I wrote Lama Lama. I choke the devil up until he look like Jabba Jabba. But then I bring him to his knees and I say I break a diary. Hey, enjoying the podcast? Well, we would enjoy your feedback. Be sure to follow us on Instagram as well as your other favorite listening uh, platforms and let us know what you think. Uh-huh. 
and narc where my demons is scheming, plotting, and mutiny. Paddling, scatty creature on the stream and sermon, no movie screen. Devil show up, his beauty queen. Where I'm proud to sit.